Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome back to another night of My Life Has Destiny podcast, where I am one of your hosts, Mary Coco Fenton. My sister, Quint Jones, is over here another in the corner. And our wonderful guest of the night is Coach Steve. Y'all know her. It ain't like she a stranger, y'all. So um, tonight, she is going to talk to you guys about don't abort the process because you are the key. Y'all already know that the whole month of July is going to be virtual revival for us, right? So I'm excited about what God is doing because all of this is leading up to a prophetic conference. And I can't wait for that, y'all, because I know that that right now is going to be something, okay? Um, I know that for me, my stuff has started... You know, the shift for me started six months ago. And so if you have been paying attention to where you are um, in your spiritual walk, then you know that your shift has already taken place, right? And then it's always important to make sure you hold your position um, that you started out with and that you don't come off the wall, that you remain in proper position in order to receive what does feel the Lord, right? So... Being prayerful and being mindful, having a prayer life is key. If you don't have a prayer life, I don't know how you making it without it, because I can't. My day gets screwed up when I don't pray, right? Um, and I can tell when my day don't go right, because I haven't prayed. And so I can't talk for nobody else but me, but I know what prayer means to me. And so I feel like it's very important for you guys to have your own prayer life. It don't have to be no big organic words as some people like to make it it's just a conversation with the lord right so tonight before we get started quint do you have anything for the people i just want to say i pray that your day was productive that you did not procrastinate on today because in this season it's time for you to just do it do what the lord is calling you to do do what he is ordering your steps to do go where he orders you to go and let him be the driver of your car so in this season obedience is key y'all know i'm always talking about my journey to obedience so um he is birthing some things and it's time for you to deliver because you've been pregnant for way too long you overdo so I ain't the one preaching on tonight. So I'm going to turn this over, but I pray all is well on tonight. And I pray that y'all get something out of what's coming. Um, we are going to try to get to some Q&A because it is Thursday night. And we got our sister up here, Coach Fee, y'all. Oh, she done try. Huh? I said, and that is a try. Yes. Yes. Make it to the Q&A section. All right. right. So we're, we're going to try, even if we get two questions in we'll see might just be one we don't know we don't know what the lord mm -hmm. is gonna do on tonight but we're gonna let him have his way y'all so without further ado and for those of y'all that have asked the theme for the entire month is preparation labor and delivery so i hope you guys have been perfect you know preparing yourself for what's coming down the pipe and laboring the proper way so that when delivery time comes, it's easy to push. 
All right, so that's all I got to say for right now. But you got the flow, so see. Well, hey, y'all, hey. Um, this is um, a phenomenal topic that they have chosen. And to me, it's just a piggyback on the last time I was on here when they were talking about the waiting room. And so it's so funny when um, when Coco reached out to me and asked me about coming on to speak, I immediately heard from waiting room to recovery room mm. because we always, if you think about it, and I'm a, I'm a um, registered nurse by trade. Many of you that know me know that I'm a registered nurse by trade. And so I've worked labor and delivery. I've worked OB. I worked in newborn nursery. I've worked all parts of that. And the place you always start out in is the waiting room. And they're going to examine you in the waiting room to see if you're ready to go to the next phase. And so, um, and that's for the birthing process. Anything that you go to the hospital for, the first thing they're going to do is do an assessment and see where you at. And so um, I was sitting up here thinking about the waiting room. And I was thinking about the fact that when Coco was talking about the waiting room, I was in a rough place. And I was calling it. I said, ooh. I'm in the wilderness. I'm in the wilderness. You say you're not in the wilderness. You in your waiting room. You in your preparation period. You in the place where God is preparing you for where he is taking you. And so one of the things I learned in the waiting room is that obedience is key. You have to be obedient to what God is telling you to do and be ready to move. And as you go, he will provide. I was, you know, I was sitting up here one day talking to God and I said, you know what, God, I've done, I've been on the podcast with Coco and, and Quint. I said, I've been doing my, my hidden stuff in my group. Cause I was hitting, I was in the group doing all these lives and things of that nature. And Coco was like, you need to go live on your page. I'm like, no, I ain't ready for that. Mm-hmm. Invited to be a part of the show and really was trying, was serious about being a part of the show. But I kept getting attack after attack. And I'm telling you, uh, I was sitting up here the other day just thinking, and the Lord showed me balled up in the fetal position. And he brought to my remembrance the man by the pool. (laughs) And I was the one in the fetal position because I was allowing all the things that life was throwing my way to hinder me from where God was taking me. And so in the waiting room, we got to make up our mind if we're going to take up our beds and walk or if we're going to continue to wait there while the water is being stirred and God is doing miracle signs and wonders for everybody that gets in the pool, but we haven't got in yet. Do we really want to be whole? Do we really want to be whole? And if so, in the waiting room, when they're when when we're being assessed and tried in the fire and things of that nature, that's when we're going to figure out what we really want to do and if we're really serious about what God is calling us to. And so, um, it it was just amazing when I saw that. I was like, "Whoa!" And I look, I'm looking like that's me, that's me. And I didn't see it as excuses. I didn't because I was truly sick. I was hospitalized several times, just got out the hospital two weeks ago. But what, guess what? What God has called us to don't stop because we're sick. It does not stop because we're going through divorces. 
It does not stop because we got raped. What he called us to is still going to be there waiting, knocking on our door for us to go forth. And so tonight I wanted to talk briefly about don't abort the process because you are a key. You are the key. And I learned that I am a key. As a coach, one of the things that we talk about, and um, Coco and Quint quote coach also, but one of the things that we talk about is being a solution to someone's problem. God created us all to do something. We are all a part of the body, neatly fit together. And the eye can't do nothing without the ear. The ear can't do nothing without the nose. We need our feet. We need our arms. We need every part of the body. So we have to figure out which part we are and then function in that part. And so um, I had to learn that. And I went through some struggles learning it. And I came kicking and screaming. And when I say bully, I, I don't say bully. I'm going to go back and not say Quint was a bully. I'm not going to say Coco was a bully. I'm going to say that they are midwives. <laughs> they are midwives pushing you into your purpose, right? And so when we talk about aborting the process, all the things that I have gone through, even in the birthing canal, because some of our traumas start in the birthing canal. Yeah. And I know... I know my mom loves me, but, and I know my dad loves me, but who at the age of 18 and 17 wanted to have a baby and they still in high school. So the rejection may not have even been about me. It's just that this is not what I planned for my life. I didn't plan to be pregnant and have no baby at 18 and, and not able to finish high school because in back in those days, oh, you had to be hidden for real, for real. Mm -hmm. Back in the 60s, you get pregnant. A lot of times they will send you out of the state. So, you know, we have to, I've I, I really, my mind has really been transformed about my whole process and what God has taken me through, what he has allowed me to go through and some of the choices that I've made. Yeah, because some of the things that we go through is because of the choices that we made that got me in positions that I never should have been in. Like when I married a man that I, the Holy Spirit told me no, but I'm like, but I want, I, I love him and I don't want to live in sin and I want to be able to have sex and not live in sin. I'm just going to be raw. Y'all already know where I come from. Come on. And so at the end of the day, we have to realize that some of the things that happen to us is because of our own choices. And some of the things that we don't receive, some of the promises of God that we don't get, it's because we aborted it. Prophecy can come and prophecy can be true. But are we receiving the prophecy and walking in it or are we aborting it? Mm -hmm. yes, when I was taught back in, so it's been literally 30 years when I was called to be an apostle. And Coco knows firsthand that that is not what I wanted. <laughs> I didn't even want to preach. I didn't want to do none of this. I just wanted to sit in the background, help do bulletins and whatever else they needed me to do. I didn't even mind teaching Sunday school, but I never wanted to come out of the background and be in the forefront. But how many know that in this season, we can't be in the background no more. And if we are in the background, we're aborting the process. And when we abort the process, guess what? We're aborting all those babies, all those people that God has sent for us to minister to the person in the grocery store line and the Holy Spirit say, Hey, tell them that 
I love them. Tell them that God loves them and has a plan for their life. And you say, Mm-mm. I'm not getting ready to say that to them. <laughs> you just aborted. You just aborted. You don't know if that person is thinking about, I'm about, listen, the lady in the Bible said, I'm about to cook this cake. I'm going to eat and die. That's what she said. So we don't know the people that God's sending us to that we are aborting if that is what they're saying. I'm done. I'm not doing this no more. I'm going home and killing myself. We don't know that. So we really have to be on our post. So when we're in the waiting room, we need to do, and Quint is a, a healthcare provider as well, we got assessments. The first thing you want to do is doing an assessment of where we are. Look at That's your right. life. Look at where you are and ask God. Because the Bible said we have not because we ask not. We have to truly ask God what is really going on. What is it that you really want me to do? Who you who you are you calling me to? What is it that you want me to do? We have to ask. And he will give us the answer because he has all the answers to every question that we have. Mm-hmm. And this is the other thing. He's our father. And he is a good, good father. And I haven't even got to the lesson yet. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you already preaching. He is our father. And he is a great father. And because fathers, and if you're a parent, you already know. When it's time to whoop your child, it hurts you to whoop your child. You don't want to whoop your child. But if you don't whoop them, spare the rod, spoil the child. The Bible is, listen, we saving their lives. Well, he's saving our life when he has to chastise us for things that we don't do and things that we do do. Mm-hmm. That's just par for the course. And so him being a good father, though, we don't have to be afraid to take everything to him. Why? Okay. Because he sees it all anyways. Mm-hmm. Why are we trying to hide? When Adam and Eve were in the garden and had sinned, and he came walking through the garden. And he said, where are you at? And they said, um, we're naked. And he said, who told who you? Told you? Mm-hmm. Who told you that you were naked? So one of the things that I learned is a lot of the reasons why we abort is because of what we've been told. A lot of the reasons why we abort, we don't do the things that we know we're good at. Even we can be excellent at something like Coco could cook her butter. Yes, she could. But if somebody say, Coco, you can't cook that good. All this don't taste that good. And people everywhere you go, people keep saying the same thing. At some point, she's going to say, well, dang, can I really cook? You will question yourself when people keep saying certain things about you. And sometimes they're being used by the enemy. But sometimes it's time for us to really look at ourselves and see it. Because oftentimes, if more than one person is saying it, we need to say, well, what am I doing and what can I do different? Mm-hmm. Right? But we have to also be cognizant that the enemy is a liar and a deceiver. It and is. he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Say that. The purpose that is in you, the purpose that you were called for, the reason why you had to go through the preparation, the le- reason why you went through the labor pains and are now at the point of delivery and can't deliver and may end up with a stillbirth is because you're allowing the noise and the voices of those who don't even matter to shut you down. 
So in my book that's coming out, well, I just did a chapter in an anthology. And in the chapter, I talked about being hidden no more. I once was Martha, but now I'm free. And in that book, I really had to toil over releasing some things. But I'm going to tell you, writing will heal you. There is healing in writing. And you don't have the right to publish. And I'm going to say this. If you are not healed, do not publish what you write. Right. Write it to be free. Write it to release yourself. Do not publish something that you're broken and bleed all over the people. Because the purpose of us writing, the purpose of us doing anything in the kingdom is that we can build people up, that we can restore people. And so if we are not going to um, do that, then we need to be cognizant of what we're putting into the atmosphere and what we're putting out there because it can do damage to others because we're not in a healed place. So make sure that you're in a healed place. And that's another thing, a part of preparation. A part of preparation is making sure that you healed. It's going through whatever process you need to go, whether it's counseling, whether it's coaching, inner healing and deliverance, whatever it is that you need to do to get through that process, you need to go through that process. And so now, their subject is preparation, labor, and delivery. And I talked briefly about the waiting room because that's where this all started. It started in the waiting room. And if we think about it from a natural perspective, it starts in the waiting room. In Jeremiah 29, 11, it started in the waiting room because he said, before I knew you, before you were formed in your mother's womb. So even before there was some preparation going on, do y'all understand that? Like, I, that's why I like, I, I'm telling you, the notes that I have and all the scriptures that I have, it's so much because it is so much meat in this. This needs to be more than just a conference. This this needs to be big. I'm telling you, this needs to be something major. It needs to be ongoing trainings and teaching because not only does it need to prepare people for labor and delivery, but it needs to walk them through the process. Yeah, this this is something this is like major but we have to understand that we can abort the process we have the choice god didn't make us step for wives or step for husbands we're not robots we have the right to choose and he said i stand at the door and knock you let me in and i'll come sup with you so if we say no he ain't coming And even if we say no to our destiny and our purpose, even though your life has destiny, you will never reach it because you said no. Right. And so we don't want to abort the process because we are the key. We are the key to somebody else being free. We are the key to someone else being uh, loosened. We are the key. Amen. So listen, Galatians 6 and 9 through 10 in the message. This is the scripture, the foundational scripture. It says, so let's not allow ourselves to get fatigued doing good. At the right time, and understand, at the right time, we will have a harvest of good crop if we don't give up. That's the big if, all capitals. I'm yelling, I'm yelling. If, if, if we don't give up or quit. Right now, therefore, every time we get to the, get the chance, let us work for the benefit of all, not just for ourselves, 
starting with the people closest to us in the community of faith, the household of faith. The word of God says charity begins where? At home. And then it spreads abroad. So while we are here trying to save a world, the world and our whole family, our own families are being lost. We have to really be careful because we could be aborting that process. The process may be we got to work this out with our family before we go to the nations, before we go to the corner store, before we go out witnessing to other people. We may need to address our own house. Amen. Mm-hmm. So Say that. support the process because you are the key. So now I want to talk a little bit about one of my processes. Um, recently, hey, Sister Loretta, my sister Loretta um, sends me a lot of trainings, classes, and different things that she's connected to. And she sent me this training that she and I went to. It was a five-week training. And do we understand that everything that we need is in us already? Because when he said he knew us before we were formed in our mother's womb, he said he had a, if there was hope and an expected end. And in order for there to be an expected end, he had to already put what he needed in us in us. Because what the word say, he that has begun the good work. Yeah. He's the one that's doing the work. All we got to do is walk it out. But we walking in fear and can't walk it out. And I'm talking to me. Understand, every time I preach, every time I teach, I'm talking to me. But you guys can join in and take some of the fruit from it from the tree as well, if you like. Amen. So Amen. in this training, in this training, it was preparing me to embark, embark upon something new, a new direction that God was taking me into. And the training was there to give me the skills and the tools and the resources and access that I needed for where God was taking me. In this, when I went into the program, I was a novice. I knew nothing about it. I was totally lost. But I sat in the waiting room and I learned what they were teaching. And so in this training, there was a centerpiece. Y'all, we sat in a circle, there was a centerpiece. And the centerpiece, um, they had different objects that they put on the centerpiece that had meaning to them. So the first couple of weeks, it, they brought the objects, they told us about the objects. They were training us how to facilitate this type of procedure in our own organization. And so then our assignment was go home, figure out what object you wanna bring, bring that object to next week. And then when we talk about it, you're gonna tell us what this object means to you and why you brought it, right? Okay. So the first day I took a picture of my children, threw it in the circle because my children are my wife. That's my first ministry. And I understand that that is my first ministry. So because they are my wife and they are the reason that I didn't quit when I wanted to, they are the reason when I had the suicidal thoughts that I said, no, I can't do that because who's going to take care of my babies? They are the reason. So I'm being transparent again. I've had suicidal thoughts. And can I tell you, not only have I had thoughts, I was in the process of doing it when I was a teenager. Literally, I had a glass. My mother was a nurse as well. She's a retired nurse. And, you know, nurses always have medicine at home. They always got something. We don't go, you don't take your kids to the doctor. That's the last resort. You go doctor on them at home. If you, am I lying, Quint? 
Not at all. You them at home, and if you after you done tried a day, maybe two days, and what you're doing ain't working, then you'll take them into the doctor. So my mother has some Tylenol, and honestly, as a nurse now, I know how detrimental that could have been, and I would have probably died or at least been in renal failure. Um, Tylenol is very deadly to our poisonous to our systems in large quantities. And I had that bottle of Tylenol and a big old jar of water because I couldn't swallow pills. I couldn't swallow pills. But the method that I chose was swallowing pills because that's the only thing I could figure out to do. So here yeah. I am, open the bottle, got this big jar of water because it's going to probably take the jar to get one pill down. I got to keep going back getting water because I couldn't swallow pills. And I heard a voice say no. And let me say something to you. God has been with us before we were in our mother's womb. He already knew us and he's been with us. His word says, I will never leave nor forsake you, right? So we know that he's always been there, but we did not recognize it because we didn't have a trained ear. We didn't have trained eyes. And in the churches that I was in, they didn't teach this. They didn't teach you about the Holy Spirit. They didn't, they didn't believe in speaking in tongues. I remember talking to my pastor once. I say, how come we don't speak in tongues here? He say, I'm speaking right now, and I'm using my tongue. <laughs> say, oh, okay. That was the explanation. It wasn't good enough for me, so I kept seeking until I found the true answer. But many of the churches back then and still now don't teach you this. They don't teach you about the gifts of the gifts of the spirit. They don't teach you about prophecy. They don't teach you about being an evangelist. They don't do no evangelist evangelist training. The most they're going to teach you is to be a Sunday school teacher right. or maybe te to teach Bible class, especially when you're a woman. And so I had that picture in there and um, I explained to them, my kids are, are like my heartbeat. They are the reason that I press only legacy in the whole nine yards. I gave my explanation. The next week, I brought a figurine that I have. I collect figurines and dolls. So I had this figurine of a man holding a baby. And I remember when I bought the figurine, I bought the figurine because of my father being absent in my life. And don't get me wrong, I know my father loves me, but he did what he could do, right? And I was blessed with two bonus dads. So I didn't lack a father. And, and, and when our mother and our father forsake us, God right. is the one who will take us up. He is a father to the fatherless and a mother to the motherless. So although we may think because we allow those thoughts in our mind, and I did for years, we are never without a father. God is our father. And a good father he is indeed. Amen. And so I brought this, I talked about, it, and so each step, every, everything that we brought in walked me through a healing process. I didn't even realize that that's what I was doing, but that's what the circle was doing. It was taking us all through healing processes. And so after that, the next week I, I was running late. And this is the thing, y'all. I was up at six o'clock. I didn't want to move. And when I finally decided to move, I was moving slow because I didn't feel well. And so I text the um, host and said, hey, I'm, a, I'm running a little late, but I should be there in about 10 minutes. 
had my object set out the night before in the dining room, which is right by my front door, and went to go get it and some, forgot something, went in the room to get something. And it was like, oh my God, I'm going to be really late and ran out the house and forgot it. So now here I am. I'm sitting in the chair and they say, um, put something in the center. You know, everybody's putting their things out, taking them out their bags, putting them in the centerpiece. And I'm like, oh, I don't have nothing. And God said, put your keys in there. And I say, my keys? What my keys represent? And you say, you are the key. You are the key. And so I say, God, I need to understand more. I need to, you need to explain this to me. I'm the key. Can you tell me a little bit more about this? Left there again. Listen, we have to be careful about being bit too busy and not hmm. still. So instead of me sitting still to hear what God was saying and letting him tell me everything, I just got to running and go, 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 go. And didn't even go, forgot all about the key. So my daughter's first the next day was having their um, first year anniversary. And she said, Mama, you coming in the morning or the afternoon? I said, I'm feeling like coming in the morning. I'm, I'm not going to go to my church in the morning. I'm going to come to your church in the morning. I said, because that's the way I'm being pulled. So I go to her church in the morning. And while I'm in the service, and the pastor say, you are the master key. You're not just the key. You are the master key. So you know what the master key is? It's key that open every door. Yeah, there is a key that you might have for your front door. Another one, you may have a different code on your side door. You know, a different number on the key. So you have to use that key for the side door. But the master key will open all the locks. It doesn't matter. It's a master key. So now I'm like, I am the master key. I said, okay, guys. So I wasn't paying attention yesterday. So you're going to come back with this today and tell me I'm the master key? He wasn't just saying it to me, though, y'all. I'm What I want you to understand, this is what he is saying to his people. This is what he is saying to his children, that we are the key. We are the solution to someone's problem. We are the person that needs to give that person a hug. We are the person that needs to give that person a word. We are the ones that are to prophesy and, and to speak them, speak to life into them and build them back up and restore. That's what we are here for. We are to go into all the world, not just sit in the church and wait for somebody to, the, most of the people in the church are saved or think they're saved anyways. So why are we trying to save each other that's already saved? Hmm. At what least we supposed to be. Yeah, it's supposed to be. What about the ones that ain't gonna never walk in the church? That you walk about on the street. I don't care if they stink. I don't care if they in the nursing home and you don't like the smell of pee. Go ye into all the world. We're still talking about preparation because the first preparation that we got to make is in our mind, how we think about things. And once we transform our minds and let allow our minds to be renewed, then we can start doing the things that we're supposed to be doing. Amen. Amen. So finally, as I said, I, I the guy told me I was the key. I went to church the next day. He confirmed again that I was the key. And so I just want to tell you today that you are the key. You are the key. And so you have to be prepared as the key. You don't want to just be a rusty key because a rusty key don't work. 
the rust, rusty key got to be polished and it's got to be shined and you got to it's got to be able to fit in those grooves and if it's rusty it's not going to work so there may be some time that god may have to put us on the potter's wheel and begin to work on us and allow certain circumstances to happen on our lives that's going to build us up and uproot some things that needs to come out and so we have to remember that preparation is key so let's talk about preparation a little bit let me look at my day my ref my uh hold on let me go down through preparation the definition preparation it is the action so you moving you can't just be sitting still doing nothing or process of making something ready for use or service or getting ready for some occasion test or duty now the prefix of that is pre so pre means earlier than prior to it means before so quit in nursing school i was in nursing school before you can get into nursing school you got to prepare you have to take science you have to take social studies you have to take uh different types of uh anthropology i took uh sociology you got to take english you have to take then you before you can get to the nursing program prerequisites you got to take all these prereqs pre before the nursing program pre before i knew you before you were formed before god knew us and he had an expected end for us and so that's expected in is the purpose why we're here so pre that's the pre according to the strong bible definition the word prepare means to be firm be steadfast unmovable always about the work in the lord because you know your labor is not in vain it means to be stable the word prepare means to be firm stable be established to be set up to be ready ready for what to move to do to go to say whatever that ministry is that you're called to but we have to make the arrangements and the preparation and and all of this before we can do the things that we're doing i said 30 years ago i was called into ministry 30 years ago last year i was ordained but and a lot of it, and, and not now, a lot of it was probably me aborting. A, a lot of it was my seed not being in the right ground. So do we understand that part of preparation is where your seed is planting? Your seed has to be in good ground. The Bible talks about planting your seed. And when you plant your seed, the weeds will come up and choke it out. But that's because it's not in good ground. So you have to be really cognizant of where your seed is planted. When we think of the farmer, the farmer has to do some work to the ground before he can even plant the seed. You got to till it. Um, they do. They check the soil to make sure that uh, the acidity levels is right for whatever they're planting. They dig up all the weeds so the weeds won't come up. And, listen, your heart, your heart is where the seeds are getting planted. Are there 
stony places in your heart? Is there unforgiveness in your heart? What weeds is growing in our hearts that's stopping us from being able to do what God is calling us to and making us abort our mission? Wow. <laughs> Our heart, the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So where is our heart? Where is the what seeds have been planted in our hearts that need to be uprooted? That's right. Oh, I, listen, I'm talking to the farmer here, Loretta Powell. My sister has her little community garden on the east side of Detroit, and she'll teach you how to do all this kind of stuff. But yes, you have to test the soil. So now we're talking about testing our hearts. Test our hearts to see what's in there. What's in there that's keeping us from being who we're supposed to be, doing what we're supposed to do. That needs to be, that's part of the preparation. We moved out of the waiting room. We already got assessed and we already know that there's some issues and some things that need to be addressed. So now we're in the preparation period. Now we're in the space where we have to start allowing the work to be done in us. You're getting ready. You're pregnant already with a baby. But the baby, you don't get pregnant today and the baby comes today. Come on, yeah. You got to walk this thing out for 10 months. And don't let you go over your due date because of some stuff, something still ain't right in there. The baby still got to bake a little while longer. In the first trimester, there are some things that must take place in the first trimester. <laughs> okay, come on. If those things don't take place in the first trimester, most people are born spontaneously in the first trimester. Because the baby and the things that's in the baby that's supposed to develop never develop. Come on. When they look at the baby, they say, oh, the heart is not forming right. Oh, the limbs don't look right. Oh, this baby looks like it has Down syndrome. Oh, this baby has, they can look on the on the machine doing another assessment and tell you what's going on with your baby and what, how many weeks it is and all that kind of stuff. But if we can't get past the first trimester and get formed and allow the stuff that's in us to jump, to be uprooted, plucked up, moved out, that's the tilling of the ground and preparing the ground for the next level. Don't get stuck in the first trimester. Come on, yeah. Don't get stuck in the first trimester because you will abort. And if perhaps you make it beyond there, there's going to be some defects when you are birthed. And so I had to learn, I had to learn this. The, the, there's all i don't care no man is perfect we all have to think about the fact that there is something in us paul said that that i would do i do not like i want to do good but mm -hmm. evil is pressing on every side and when i try to go, do good evil is there and when i when i try to do evil god is there i'm trying to do good but satan is right here listen when i was growing up I'm sorry. When I was growing up, they used to have the cartoons, right? Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm just seeing stuff, y'all. Uh, and they would have the angel on one side, right? Mm -hmm. And the devil on one side. 
and whoever you listen to the most is the one that took control mm-hmm. so now sometimes the angel will say hey i'm kicking you out of here you got to go but it behooves us to to control our thoughts cast down every imagination and every high thing that tries to guard itself above the knowledge of god that's our responsibility the holy we have to have the holy spirit though because the holy spirit is the one who leads and guides us we have to have our ears irrigated so we can hear what he's saying with the spirit of staying to the church to us as individuals because we are the church it's not the building it's not the pews it's not the pulpit it's not the it's not we are the church we are the body of christ and so we have to understand that we gotta go through the preparation so in that 10 months of a woman carrying a baby three trimesters and every trimester something else is being developed something else is being formed something else is growing something else is being is coming to fruition same thing in the spiritual we have to go through processes and maybe we don't want to call it trimesters but we do understand that we have to grow or we're gonna die come on we have to grow or we're gonna die the bible says faith without works is dead mm-hmm. but we got to do the works we got to do the works not only do we believe but we have to do the work and so let me let me get back over here because i'm all over the place I'm, I'm all over the place but i just keep seeing stuff so i'm speaking what i see but understand you can always compare go what they're talking about you can always compare that to a natural birth it just happens to be a spiritual birth the whole key is there is a process and there is preparation that must take place before you can go to the next level and if you are not prepared in that level when you go to the next level you're going to be defective you're not going to be able to, to do the things the way that God is calling you to do it because you're defective. Amen. Amen. So now let's see. Let me go back. Let me go back. Let me go back. I want to talk about Abraham because this is this is the funny thing. So Coco, last night Brianna texted me. She said, Mama. And I already had I had scripture about the the um, five foolish virgins and the five wise virgins. So I had that scripture. And I had a whole bunch of other scriptures that I was going to use. But my daughter called, she, she said, Mama, so they say God told her to read Genesis chapter 16. Do you know what that means? It's about Abraham. I say, I do know what that means. I know exactly what that means. And I said, Thank you, Holy Spirit because i know that's for me that's for the people that's what you give me for the people today but it was also for them as well but we have to look at abraham as the father of faith if we look in hebrews they talk about the faith that he had but when i thought about him i thought about Moses, not moses i thought about um adam and how adam believed god but eve was a little you know wishy-washy you know what I'm saying? How Job believed God, but his wife, yeah. Yeah, she she wasn't having it. Like, curse your God, curse God and die. Mm-hmm. You don't go through this. You ain't got to go through none of this. But understand that Job went through what he went through because God chose him. 
to go through. The Bible says that the enemy was going to and fro, seeking whom he can devour. And God said to him, consider my servant. How about maybe, just maybe, you've been considered what you're going through is because God considered you. Yep. And he said to the enemy, Have you considered Quinn? Have you considered Coco? Have you considered Felicia? Have you considered my daughter or my son? Because I know they love me. They they like David. They love me. The Bible said that Job loved God. He feared God and excused the very presence of evil. He loved God. He had a heart for God. And so is your heart for God. Is your heart for God. And does is God saying, listen, I know her heart is for me. I know she loved me. And I don't care what she say or what what happened. She's going to be still loving me. She's listen. When I went through that accident, I didn't even question God because God prepared me. But I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I didn't understand that it was preparation for where God was taking me. I, I didn't get that. And so I thought like, hey, God, was I that bad? What did I do? Can you just at least tell me what I did to get this faith? Like, what is this? But then I had, had to meet Quint on a virtual women's conference. They say, connect to a few people. I connect to a few people. And she said, hey, you're going to be on my podcast. I'm like, oh, no. I, no, I don't. I, me? I don't do that. I'm in the background. She said, no, uh-uh, you're going to be on my podcast. I said, no. I gave her all types of excuses. So I go, you're going to be all right. I'm like, no, I'm not going to be all right. Maybe God is telling you, you're going to be all right. Go. Just go. And as you go, I will provide. I ain't get it. And I thought I was doing okay with when I came on. I was like, oh, I did good. Got off the live, and then they in the background prophesying me up one side, down the other. Like, God called you this, God did that. You got to do this, you got to do that. And then, let me say this. Hold on. I tried to abort. I tried to abort. They wouldn't let me. So I said, okay, I'm going to do what God called me to do. We doing our book clubs. We having good times in here. The deliverance going folks. And I say, okay, I'm go ahead and do it. And Coco comes on and do a show talking about, okay, now you'd have made a covenant. <laughs> you'd have made a covenant. You can't go back. You just you just made a covenant with God. You can't break that covenant. Let me tell you something about covenants. <laughs> when you make the covenant, you better be serious. <laughs> because you can't abort it. You're going to get whooped with that. You're going to get whooped trying to abort when you uh, when you made that covenant god made many covenants he made many promise promises in his word and every one of them he honored he honored them. but they had to go through something sometimes in order to get the promise because his word says if my people who are called by my name will do this 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 right here you mm -hmm. pray seek my turn your wicked ways mm. then i will hear if you do this then i will hear i will forgive i will heal 
But and most of his word is like that to us. If you do this, do it now. Mm -hmm. don't, don't play with it. But if yep. you do this, then I'm gonna do that. This is your benefit. <laughs> but you got to do it. You can't abort it. Yep. So I ran, I tried to abort. I'm they won't let me, and then my pastors won't let me. I don't went through apostolic. Listen, I went to the school to go to Christian counseling because I just wanted to do inner healing and deliverance. But they were teaching on dreams and visions. I went in that class and never came out of that program. Apostles and Prophets Institute, where they taught about the fivefold ministry and what it was and how the gifts work and interacted. I'm getting ready for ordination. And Coco say, um, Coach. She say, uh, you 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 got your, your clothes? I said, what clothes? Listen, <laughs> people, hey, Apostle, I'm just Felicia. I'm good. You, I prefer Coach Fee. <laughs> Let me tell you something. When he say, I knew you, he knew everything about you. Everything. He knew what he put in you. He knew the call that he had on your life, and he prepared you for it. Yep. He put everything in you that you was going to need to do it but you got to give him a yes as bishop michael johnson said you got to give him a real yes and don't abort don't abort don't abort so i have aborted i have ran but i understand that i am the key and because i am the key i cannot continue to run i have to stop here and obey i have to stop listen to what the spirit is saying and i don't care how scared i am and how much i'm shaking i gotta do it i got to do it so let's talk about abraham real quick i'm not gonna be able to read all these scriptures how long how long we've been on here i don't know but um i'm not gonna be able to read all this because i did 15 16 and 17 i want to say but it says after these uh genesis 15 1 through 6 amplified classic edition after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am your shield. Do we understand that when God comes to us, he calls us, he qualifies us, he shields us? When he told the enemy, he said, yeah, you can go on with Job. He said, but I want you to understand anything. You can't kill him. You can wound, you can put swords on, you can do all that. He took everything Job had. But he was still a shield, and he's our shield and he's our buckler. Your abundant compensation and your reward shall be exceedingly great. And Abram said, Abram said, Lord, what can you give me since I'm going on from this world childless? I don't have no kids. And who shall be the owner and heir of the house? This steward, Elazar of Damascus, that's one of my people that work in my house. They're going to be the heir to whatever it is you give me. What you going to give me? Because I don't have any kids. And Abram continued, look, you have given me no child and a servant born in my house is my heir. Sound like he was feeling a little toasty. Sound like you are talking talking about fear not you my shield you my abundant compensation and you're gonna reward me but who gonna get this reward my service come on God and so he said and he brought him outside his tent to the starlight 
and said, look now toward the heavens and count the stars. If you are able to number them, then he said to him, so shall your descendants be. When God gives us legacy, we may not live to see it because Abraham didn't live to see it. Moses didn't make it to the promised land. But the promise went to the legacy. And so we have to understand that one plant, another waters, God gives the increase. We may not be here to see the increase. Or if we are still here, we still may not see the increase. Come on here. But understand that if we abort and don't plant when we're supposed to plant or don't water when we're supposed to water, what is God going to increase? What, where's the increase coming from if we don't do our part? Amen. So here it says, and Abram believed in. He believed. That's why he is counted as one the father, father of faith. He believed. And this version said he trusted in. See, in the preparation period, you got to believe. Come on, man. You got to believe. Not only do you have to believe, but you got to trust in God. You got to rely on him. And it said, remain steadfast. He remained steadfast, even though he didn't have that child. And God telling him, your, your heirs is going to be more than the number of stars in the sky. Jesus. And so... It says, um, he counted it to himself as righteous, right standing with God. Now we're going to go down to verse 13. And it says, and God said to Abram, know positively that you are descended, that your descendants will be strangers. Now this is the kicker right here, y'all. I'm getting, he tell him, like, hey, I'm about to hook you up. Y'all know I'm going to look at him. I'm a little country. But I'm about to hook you up, man. I know you ain't got no kids right now, but understand one thing. Your kids go outnumber the stars. Don't worry about it. Your heritage and your lineage is coming. Your servant is not going to get this. This is coming through me. And so he says in 13 and 8, God said to Abram, no positive that your descendants will be strangers dwelling in temporary residence in a land that is not theirs. They get ready to go to Egypt. And they will be slaves there and will be afflicted and oppressed for 400 years. That's Exodus 12 and 40. So now listen, you just gave me a promise. And now you're telling me before I can get this promise, I got to go through slavery. That's the preparation. Preparation. We got to go through some stuff. 400 years do you know how many generations died in 400 years but can we still believe can we still trust can we still rely on and believe in what god the promise that god has given us even though we are in the valley can we still believe he said but i will bring judgment on that nation whom they will serve and afterward they will come out with great possessions. Do y'all remember when they left Egypt? Mm-hmm. Do y'all remember all the stuff that they had when they left Egypt? All the finest things that God had to offer, they gave it to them for them and let them go. 
Now we know Pharaoh changed his mind and went back after him. But you see what happened? Then he yeah. said here that that judgment was gonna come on them for what they did to them. I understand. We ain't gotta fight our own battles. We don't have to fight our own battles. Just forgive and allow God to do the work. God is going to be the one to bring judgment on the people that do the harm to you. You ain't got to try to destroy nobody. You ain't got to try to go after nobody. You ain't got to try to have nobody killed or whatever it is that you're thinking in your mind right now. Release that Pray and give it to God. Like really, really give it to God and let God do the work. Let him do the work. And it said, and you shall go to your fathers in peace. You shall be buried at a good old age. He gave, promised him long oh, life. Jesus. And in the fourth generation, your descendants shall come back here to Canaan. Understand that when you go through preparation, that <laughs> after you go through preparation, and after you go through the trials, the tribulations, preparation, then labor. That was labor. That was 400 years of labor. Do y'all understand that? We can't even do one, one week of labor. We can't even go through one little, the Bible say, small afflictions. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but God will deliver us. That's what and then if we go back to the Old Testament and we read some of these stories, that's to show us that he says he keeps his word. He is not a man that he should lie, nor is he the son of man that should repent. If he said it, here Abram is dead. He, he dies. Because he ain't lived no, no 400 years, the 400 years to make it to the promised land. His his heritage, the promise that God gave him far outlived him. So understand when we abort what God is calling us to, it may not, we may not live to see it, but we are stifling those that are coming behind us. We got to run to where he's taking us. We got to hope in, believe, have confidence, and be steadfast in doing what he has called us to do. Amen. 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 When the sun went down and darkness came on, behold, a smoking oven and a flaming torch passed between those pieces. On the same day, the Lord made a covenant. Did we just not talk about covenant? The promise or a pledge with Abram saying, to your descendants, I have given this land and the river of Egypt to great river Euphrates, the land of the Kenites, the Kizanites, the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Pesitites, the Rephrams, the Amorites, the Canaanites, and the Gishamites, and the Jebusites. All of those people are gonna have to move. Look, when God give you a house, when God give you a, a path or a direction, Anybody in your way got to move because what he has for you is for you, for real, for real. That ain't just a cliche. When he taught, made this covenant, and what covenant has he made with you? Come on, what yeah. promises has he given to you? Shall he not do it? Come on, Shall yeah. it not come to pass? And so we talked about the seed, but one thing that we have to understand about the seed, that the seed has to be planted, and then there's time to the harvest. The problem is, and God said to me this to me when I was studying, he said, we don't want to wait. People don't want to wait. We don't have patience. We want it today. We live, we still living in a microwave society. And I remember when we didn't have microwaves. Mm -hmm. We had to put everything in the oven, cook it on the stove. 
pot belly stoves with wood. That's where they started that because my great grandmother had that pot belly stove, big old stove. Mm -hmm. And had to put the wood in there. The wood had to get just right, like when you're getting ready to barbecue before yeah. you put the food on. But now we don't have to do all that. We got Instapots, we got microwaves, yep. air fryers. So we don't have to wait. And so because we don't have to wait in the natural, we don't understand the importance of waiting in the spiritual. Come on, yeah. There is some importance of waiting in the spiritual. They that wait upon the Lord, yeah. he knew your strength. You will be able to mount up on wings like eagles, run and you won't even get weary. You will be able to walk and you won't faint, but you got to wait on it. You will reap a harvest, they said in Galatians 6 and 9. Only if you faint not. Amen. 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 But there was a glitch. There was a glitch. He had Sarah, right? Sarah died. And it says she had born no children. She got impatient. So we just talked about being impatient, wanting the microwave, the instant pot, the whole nine yards. We want to throw our roast in the oven and 30 minutes later, we want to eat them pinto beans or whatever it is we cook. It. We don't want to go through the slow process. This is the funny thing. I came on Facebook earlier just for a hot second. And why I see this video from Turk, Kirk Franklin, I don't know if anybody saw it, but he was talking about the microwave and why we don't go through the microwave process as Christians, why we have to go through the long process. We have to be made. And he compared cooking food in a microwave to grandma cooking Sunday dinner. Okay. And how the food that grandma cooked for Sunday was so much better because she prepared, she went through the preparation process. She chopped right. everything that had to be chopped. And she did it the day before. She prepared the day before. And so by the time the food was put on the table the next day, the food had an opportunity to marinate. Right. Flavor had an opportunity to get in there. When you put stuff in the microwave, it, it tastes a little bland. It ain't going through the full process. And it may be edible. But is it good for you? Right. So just because something is edible don't mean it's good for you. Sarah mm -hmm. thought she could have it. Oh, God don't understand. He don't know what he's doing. I ain't had no child. You know, gave this covenant that we're going to have all these children to count. You can't even count them like you can count the stars. I'm going to help you out, God. And so she goes and tells her husband. This is in Genesis 16, 1 through 11. Mm -hmm. Go sleep with the handmaiden. The handmaiden has a child, now she mad. Yeah. Now she toasty because, I don't know, did she think that when she said go sleep with her that she wasn't going to get pregnant? I we have see. to be careful. We have to be real careful when we ask for something because when we ask for it, we just might get it. That's and it. now we are toasty about it because we didn't want to wait and go through the process that God has for us and we want to inject our own ideas and become God because now we're making God's decisions for him. Come on here. That's what Coach Meach said. He said, stop trying to be God. He said, God, I'm telling you to do it this way, but you're going to tell God you're going to do it that way. And so this is what happened. Hagar got pregnant. She got mad, chased her away. But God even gave Hagar a promise about her seed and mm -hmm. how it was going to multiply. So now mm -hmm. you started a whole cycle from this kid because you didn't want to wait on God. 
you aborted the process that he had for you and created your own process we have to be real careful with that and so it says and the angel in verse 11 the angel of the lord continues see now you are with child he's talking to hagar and shall bear a son and shall call his name ishmael now we know in the bible it wasn't too many times that god named the child ishmael i believe was the first one that he named and his name meant god hears because she was in distress ran away and was in distress because sarah was mad sarah sarah was mad and he said god heard you and paid attention to your afflictions do you understand that when you're in your process when you're in the labor room while you are crying out to god that he hears your, that he hears your cry and that he hears you ishmael your name is ishmael because god heard you he told david the very day that you begin to pray god heard you i'm sorry daniel daniel the day that you prayed god heard you daniel but there's been a war going on in the atmosphere and i left michael to come and tell you that god has heard you your prayer has been answered your prayer is not the denied people of god it's just it may be a little delayed but it's not denied just hold on to god's unchanging hand and allow him to do the work don't get in god's business what did he say where were you where were you when i created the earth where were you we're just filthy rags so how are we gonna tell god how to do what he do when he created us from dust in the garden of eden i talked about that already i'm gonna bypass that the serpent lied though understand he's a liar that's what i wanted to say about genesis genesis 2 and 15 through 3 and 24 read it in your leisure god told adam that he was not to eat of the tree because the day that he eat he will surely die the serpent comes behind him and tells the woman didn't god tell you that you can't eat of every tree of the garden and that the tree of the center of the garden if you eat up that tree in the midst of the garden that you will die that you are not to eat it or touch it i never said don't touch it you have to be real cunning to to you like you he's real cunning and conniving and he uses words and he switches the words we can't say we are not of his devices when right here he said you will eat or not eat or touch God never said you couldn't touch it. He just said, don't eat it. Don't Don't ingest it. Don't get it in your system. Some of the stuff that we're eating, some of the things that we're allowing to get into our spirits and get into our hearts, God said, don't eat that. Don't let that get in you. Don't become bitter. Don't become evil. Don't become angry because of all the things that happened. Don't do that because it's only going to separate you from me. That's what the death was. It wasn't a natural death. It was a separation from God, which is the death of all deaths. Who wants to be separated from God? It was a spiritual death. Yeah, so it was a spiritual death. So now here we are in Genesis 17. Abraham is 99 years old, and God comes back to him again with that covenant, reminding him of that covenant. How many times does God come back to you and remind you that you are the key? You are the key. You are the key. I called you. I appointed you for this season. You are the key. 
You are the one that's going to keep that person from committing suicide. You are the one that's going to help that person to grow. You are the one that's going to ignite that business, pull out of that person. You are the one that's going to give that person their first podcast, Trailblazers. You that person. You are the one. When are we going to understand that whatever God says, all the promises of God are yes and amen. He's not a bad, he, he don't take back. That's I saw a movie the other day. She said, all you got to do is ask for a take you back. And God don't take you back. God don't take you back. When he said he going to do it, he going to do it. Unless, not, don't avoid it. But if he said he going to do it, he going to do it. Moses did, was going to the promised land, but he he, he listened. He didn't do right. God told him to do one thing. He did something else. And he, okay, now you're not going to make it into the promised land because of that. Do you want to make it to the promises that God has given you? Do you really want to make it to those promises? The things that he has told you that was going to happen in your family, the son that he said he was going to save, the daughter that he said was going to come off of drugs, the pain in your body that you think ain't going to never go nowhere. Do you really believe that God is a healer and that he will do that for you? Come on, Let's talk about, but we can't, we got to be wise. We can't be foolish. And so in, 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 in Matthew chapter 25, 1 through 13, it talks about the five wise and five foolish. You got to be prepared. The bridegroom is coming, guys. Jesus is soon to return. And soon is when he returns. Because the Bible said no man knows the day or no hour. But are we prepared? Are we ready? Right. These five foolish ones, it says five of them were foolish. They were thoughtless. They were without forethought. And five were wise. They were sensible, intelligent, and prudent. And the foolish took oils without lamp. Now, if you know that a lamp is not going to work without oil, Come and on. you don't know when he's coming, Come why on. wouldn't you bring extra? Why wouldn't you be prepared? If you go to a picnic, you're going to take extra food just in case other people show up. Come on. So in the natural, you do it. Why won't you do it in the spiritual? Why won't we allow the Lord to do the things that he wants to do through us and be prepared for it? And if he say, I, okay, your preparation is you got to get up every morning at three o'clock. You got to get on your face and you got to pray and you got to cry out and you got to intercede and you got to pray for this person. And you walking down the street and God say, okay, I want you to stop right here. Go to that person right there. Tell him I said this. Tell him I said that. The person that hates your gut, God tell you to go to him and say, hey, listen, let me tell you something. God said, blah, 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 blah. I read a post they said, we pray. God tells us to pray for our enemies and those that despitefully use us because we already praying for everybody else. We don't want to pray for them. We don't want to pray. But part of the preparation is you got to take take care of, provide for, up, uplift, encourage, and pray for the people that you don't want to pray for. That's part of it. And so when the bridegroom came, they weren't prepared to go. Are you prepared to go? Are you prepared to go? Do you have oil in your lamps? Is the Holy Spirit present in your life? Have you given your life to Jesus? If not, he is your co-pilot, but have you allowed him to be your pilot? Have you allowed him to take the wheel? Jesus, take the wheel. I believe, I believe that you were born of a virgin. I believe that you came and you walked the earth just like we did and were tempted 
of the devil and went through all the things that had to go through the same process that you're asking us to go through. And I believe that you died, even though you you who knew no sin, you came and died for us, that we would have a right to be redeemed to you. Are we prepared? Is there all? Is the Holy Spirit present? Are we hearing what he's saying? Watch therefore, give strict attention and be cautious and active for you don't know the day nor the hour when God is going to return. You don't know. You don't know. I'm closing with this scripture, Habakkuk 2 and 2 through 3. It says, <laughs> Amplified Bible Classic Edition. And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and engrave it so plainly upon tablets that everyone passes may be able to see it. In other words, Get you a billboard, baby. What God is calling you to do is going to require a billboard. The preparation that you went through, the waiting that you went through in the waiting room, the preparation that you went through, the labor and the pains and the struggles and the heartaches that you went through, the times that you wanted to quit and give up, don't give up. I gave you the vision. I gave you the promise. I told you what was going to happen. Write it write it plain write it big so that everybody that walk by can see it and be able to read it and do it they can do it quickly because this is the key part verse three listen everything that you went through was not for naught. come on here everything that you went through the broken hearts the abandoned that abandonment the rapes none of that was for naught because God has given you a promise and he will bring it to pass because the vision will not tarry. But we have to understand like Sarah didn't, that it's for an appointed time. Come on, yeah. It's for an appointed time. We can't go put the heart, the horse before the cart. Come on. We can't do that. We gotta wait on the Lord. We gotta wait on it because we don't know when the appointed time, but he knows when the appointed time. And it hastens to the end. It will be fulfilled. It will not deceive or disappoint. You won't be disappointed when he brings your promise to pass. The joy of the Lord will be your strength. He's going to give you beauty for ashes. He's going to give you a garment of praise for the spirit of happiness. Come on. You won't be disappointed if you just wait. If you just go wait in the waiting room and transition in the right way to the preparation period go through the labor do whatever it is you got to do to get through it take the breaths breathe in and breathe out don't push yet though don't push until he say now it's the appointed time come on because between the seed time and the harvest is time between the time of conception to the time of birth is three trimesters come on Though it tarry, wait earnestly for it, because it will surely come. It will not be behind on time or on its appointed and on its and it will be on its appointed day. In other words, you're not too old. That's a trick that he used with me. You're too old. It's too late. It's not. It's for an appointed time. I, I yield the mic, turn it back over to the host. 
Um, I don't even know what to say right now. I promise you came up here and talked about pretty much everything that I have said this week. Um, I mean, not even just up here, but I have said on, you know, other people's platforms this week. And I mean, you literally came through and confirmed it all. I, I thank God for you being in the game and and not even knowing, like, you know, I thank you for accepting it at short notice and not even knowing where he was going to take you to be able to take us. So I so appreciate it because I, I tell you, you know, the Bible tells us to be ready for a reason, you know, and it never goes without to say, well, God, I was ready because you told me to be ready. And your glory was shown in me being ready. And so I so appreciate that. I am in awe of what he has already started out with in the month of July. And I just know it's going to get greater and greater and greater through the whole entire month. And I can't wait to see what he's going to do for the rest of the month with all the other speakers that are coming. Um, next week and a week after that, I'm just excited about what he's getting ready to do. I don't know about nobody else. I get excited about the move of God. I get excited about what he do, not just in me, but when I can watch him work through somebody else, it pleases me. I don't know about nobody else. Why? Because I still get a chance to see him at work, y'all. That's the point. I mean, you can still see him moving in somebody else that may not be you. But you can see him move through somebody else's life. That's the point. You know he's still at work. And I don't want to ever be to the point where I put myself in a place where I'm so busy that I ain't got time for him. Because then we got a whole problem. And you got to make time for him. I make it my business to make time for him. Not just because I got to go to church throughout the week. But I make business. I make, make time for him in my home. I make time for him. Even on my job, I have to tell some of these people, you know, when I talk to them, you know what? Uh-uh. I, I pray that the Lord moved da 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 da, da for you. You know, I, I hear them saying stuff to me while I'm talking to them, and then I interject with the word because, listen, we don't do negativity over here. You're speaking the wrong thing on yourself. Let's change, let's change that. You know, and I keep telling people that you got to learn how to change your language concerning yourself. Don't let your words be the daggers hitting you because you got to speak the right things upon yourself to yourself and definitely over yourself. And so, you know, everybody gets on this kick about speaking affirmations. Affirmations are wonderful, but speak the word over your life because the word can do something. All affirmations do is help you change your mindset, but the word will set you free. And so, What's, what's, what's having a changed mindset, as people would say, but you still bound everywhere else? That ain't going to work. How that work? I don't want to be in that position. I don't want to have a, a, a wonderful mindset now, but I'm still bound and bogged down somewhere else. And we all know it can happen. We, we go to churches every, however many times y'all go to church out of the week. But you ain't looking at the fact that you witnesses to the folks in the building already. What happened to the lost ones that's unchurched? What happened to the go go out two by two? What happened to that part? 
because I don't see nobody going out two by two. And the ones that do go out two by two, Jehovah's Witness, and we got so much to say about them. But they doing the job, though. And so at the end of the day, you can't talk about what other people doing that you ain't bothered to do. Right? And so it goes to show how we are. We're supposed to treat other people as we want to be treated. The way we treat some people, you must don't like yourself. And we got to be honest, because we know that we could be real snazzy to some folks. And the way that we have treated some people, you must not like yourself at that point. Because if you did, you wouldn't have treated them like that. You got to be careful how you handle people. Because you don't know who you're handling. And so you have to be careful how you handle folks. So Coach B, I pray that God pour back into you what you poured out to the people. I pray that he continue to bless you beyond measures and beyond what words can say because the Bible says that eyes have not seen nor have ears heard nor has it entered into the heart of man what he has in store for you. And I promise you, he ain't done yet. The stuff that you're dealing with right now is nothing compared to where you had it. And at the end of the day, I'm so glad that you're not running. That you have now said, okay, all right, do what you want to do. I'm here for it. Just do what you want to do. And I tell you, you know, even in that, even in that, y'all, make sure you understand that when you tell them yes, you better mean it. You better let mean it. Let me say something because I'm going through changes over here. It's something about okay, hold on. It's something about the yes factor. Mm-hmm. So yes got to be real. Don't come to him saying yes because your friend said it. Because the pastor told you to say it. You better tell him yes because you know that it's between you and him. You know that he called you, he chose you. You know that you got a purpose and you're ready to live it. Don't you say yes because you riding on everybody else's bad way. Because it can cost you something. And it will. Your oil should be costly. You understand? Y'all remember the story, the, the parable about the alabaster box. That one thing of oil was very expensive, but she cracked it open and she did what with it. And everybody talking about, do you realize how expensive that was? She didn't care. Because she was putting it on whose feet? He was priceless to her. The oil meant nothing. And at the end of the day, your oil should be priceless. Don't waste your oil in areas that it don't need to be gone. You hear what I'm saying to y'all? Don't waste your oil, especially not in this season. Because stuff coming down the pipe, you're going to need all the oil you can carry. All right. Well, go ahead, Quinn. Okay, I wasn't going to say but the longer i sit here with my mouth shut the more pain i'm in and those of you that watched us last year every time there was a miscarriage i went through a physical pain but somebody and this is physical on this aspect but i'm gonna speak to the spirit too somebody is debating about ending this pregnancy whoever it is i don't know don't do it 
your legacy is blessed. Do not do it in this season. I don't know what you went through. I know you hurting, but this baby is a blessing. Do not abort this baby. Do not end the life of your child. Understand that if if you do choose to do that, you just committed murder. You are going through something detrimental. But now is not the time not to trust God. He is with you through this. As Coach V said, he had to get permission, or it might have been Coco, one of y'all. <laughs> Joe, the Satan had to get permission to touch Joe. You are chosen. I said it a couple days ago. So go ahead. You are chosen. That baby is chosen. Don't end the life of that child. Speaking to the spirit. <laughs> Before you talked about mission being aborted, the Lord said, don't abort the mission. And what's your mission? So let me break it down. A mission, when you abort the mission, you're causing something to stop. You're ending it prematurely before it's complete. God does not want a premature birth in this season. Come on. He do not want you to miscarry in this season. He does not want you to have an abortion in this season. And the opposite of aborting the, miss the mission is keeping it. It's to continue it. It's to restore it. He's bringing restoration to you as long as you continue to keep the mission going. He's saying finish the work. Finish the work. He said, he that he put his hand to the plow and looked back is not fit for the kingdom of God. Don't abort the mission in this season. Your mission is great. You've been overdue for too long. You procrastinated for too long. Your baby has been in the womb for too long, not developing. It's time for you to develop. It's time for you to get into Lamaze class. It's time for you to learn how to breathe. It's time for you to let the anxiety go. It's time for us to get ready to push. Come on. Don't in the mission in this season do not abort your baby it's attached to your legacy it's not just for you you're not holding up you 
you're holding up your children and your children's children. There's greatness attached to your name. Stop debating. Stop doubting. Go through your grow through. You can do this. You know how when you was in the world, you'd be like, ain't nobody going to stop me. I'm going to do what I got to do to get what I want. Do what you got to do to get to what the Lord has for you. Keep that same energy. Walk in your destiny. And you can't walk in your destiny if you're not obedient to him. If you're not hearing him. If you're not fasting and praying. If you're not building a foundation in your home. Let go of what's not supposed to be attached to you. Because in the season, everything attached to you wins. So you better determine what is for you and what is using you. Come on. You know how them spectators be on the wall? Don't bring the spectators that ain't supposed to go. That's all I got. I had to release it because it was causing me too much bodily pain. I was going through changes over here. (laughs) And I was going to keep my mouth shut. But whoever you are, please, in this season, deliver your baby. Do not abort your mission. Coco? It's back to you. <laughs> we can get a benediction because I'm done. That's it. It's like literally, like my thing is I'm not gonna, you know, God is not about begging people anymore. And it's 940. Mm-hmm. So before we give the benediction, I just want you to check your inbox. If it's for you, say it's for you. Okay, um, but he ain't about begging people no more. That, that, time, that time has come and went. It's a it's about now how bad do you want it? That's it. And what you willing to do to get it from him. Mm-hmm. And, that's, it. and that's what it is now. It ain't about that I'm gonna come chase you. That's right. Um, you're not doing that. You you know me. And the thing of it is, it ain't like a lot of you know the word. That's right. You keep trying to run from hmm. the word, and the word keep chasing you down. Hmm. Everywhere you go, somebody reconfirms something that you heard, and and every time you turn around, there's somebody else reconfirming it again. But what you do? I didn't hear that. No, you didn't say that. No, I know, I know you didn't say that to me. And you you go on about your life like you ain't being told. And the Bible says warning comes before destruction. How many times you got to be warned? Before something happened that you can't stop, you can't undo. Listen, I say this when you said that. So after um, when I saw that, um, 
figure and all that kind of stuff. Right before that, mm-hmm. I got on, uh, I was on Facebook and Apostle Shipman was doing, I think he might've been doing inner healing and deliverance, going through that process or teaching. When he got done, he said, prophesy to a few people. Mm-hmm. So I kept my mouth closed. I'm like, I ain't seen nothing. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and so then he said something. He's like, okay, I'm done. I'm good night, whatever, whatever. And then the next thing you know, he was prophesying to me. And he told me I was being hard-headed. <laughs> and he told me that God has, he said, but you like me. He said, you like me. He said, God is telling, the stuff that God is telling you to do don't make sense to you. He said, and it's a little weird and it's different than what everybody else is doing. But you got to do what he's telling you to do. So I said, okay, I'll, all right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it, right? This was just like right. a few months ago. Mm-hmm. So then I get on um, go my church service. And when my pastor got done, he says, uh, Apostle Felicia. And he started prophesying to me. A couple other people prophesied to me. And when I when I got done, I said, okay, God, I'm gonna do it today. I'm gonna do it today. I'm gonna go on Facebook. I'm gonna go live on Facebook. Blah, 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 blah. Because like, y'all know, y'all know I go live in the group. I go live in the group. That is nothing. But coming live on actual Facebook with all anybody who whatever. I said, oh no. So God said to me, I've told you once. I've told you twice. Don't let me tell you a third time. Don't let me tell you. And baby, I'm running. Uh-oh. Because I don't I don't want to be whooped. I don't want to be in trouble. Come on. Here. And I have to move with the cloud. Okay. <laughs> um, as uncomfortable as it may be. I, I went to um LSG had invi- um uh, invited me to do this mental health thing with her uh a couple months ago. I think it was in May. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Mm-hmm. and I said I told God I wasn't gonna say no no more. So when the, every time somebody called me, when you called me, I was like, I told God I wasn't gonna say no no more. So yes, yes. Unless I feel in my spirit, God is saying no, I'm saying yes. That's anyway, right. So, um, I had so many obstacles. Well, I tell you, the enemy is coming for me full force. Yes, full force. My computer, I was scared it was going to do that today. My computer wouldn't work. It wouldn't allow me to email my notes. It wouldn't allow me to print my notes. It wouldn't allow me to do nothing. And I didn't have very many notes. So I got there. I was like, well, God, hey, God is going to, there's a ram in the bush. God will provide. And so that's the reason why we have to really train our ears. We really got to train our ears to hear. Yep. Because if we get in a position where we don't know what to say, God will be our voice. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I, I was like Moses. God, I don't want to start talk because I have a speech impediment. I, I do stutter and I have to slow my brain down and slow my mouth down because if I don't, I'll be stuttering. I've been preaching and stuttering and we're looking at the audience and my mama laughing, falling all out laughing. I'm like, oh my God, like I should be ashamed. But no, I'm not. I'm not. As long as I do what he tell me to do, and if one person, I'll be like the angels. One, the angels rejoice over one. That's it. So if I get on here and don't, but one person hear it, though, what one person say something, I'm good with that. That's I try, you know, I try to run, but it don't matter. Like you say, it he chase you down. 
I'm on Facebook. You can't even see me telling me that I'm out of order. I ain't doing what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> and then my pastor, oh yeah, Apostle Felicia, and God is saying this to any other. He wants you to do this, and he wants you to do that. I'm like, God, for real? Like, you just going to keep on telling me this? Yeah. Even with the key thing. He told me I was the key, but I just sat, sat down long enough to listen to what it meant to be the key and go to church the next day. And he said, I have not preached like this since I've been a pastor. And his wife looked at me and said, Mama, you the reason why he preaching like this. You the reason, because you the only thing that's different up in here. And I was, it was the spirit of the Lord pulling on him to give me what I needed to hear right, about right. in the key. And you are the master key. And I created you, I formed you, I made you, I equipped you, I qualified you. And so what, who cares what men say? Right. This is the thing that I have learned, though. They talk regardless. They're going to talk regardless. And they ain't going to tell the truth either. This so is the why? Thing, so just do the, the biggest thing is this. How many times have we disqualified ourselves? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But look, it's been yeah, going on since true. the Bible days. Because Moses said to the Lord, oh, my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither heretofore. Nor right. since thou hast spoken unto thy servant, but I am slow to speak and for in of a slow tongue. That was in Exodus 4 and 10. I tried that. And the Lord said, who made men's mouth? This is yes. <laughs> I got this. Just open your mouth and I'm going to speak through you. Right. And then there was a time. That was, and then there was one time he said, you know what? Just do what, just do what I told you to do because I'm going to sit in here and Aaron help you. Mm-hmm. You ain't by yourself, right? That's right. You know what I'm saying? Where, where people keep keep telling it, how how am I gonna walk this walk alone? Well, first of all, you are gonna walk your walk alone because mm-hmm. when it's your time, ain't nobody standing to the gate with you. Right. That's right. But in life, he do send people that are him. Mm-hmm. Yes, he does. But you got to look at how many, how much help have you turned away? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thinking it was the wrong thing. That part. Thinking they was out to get you. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't even just that for me. It was more like I, when Jasmine talked about the imposter syndrome um, at her event, I could see me all in it. it. I knew I had some qualities and qualifications and was capable of doing some things. I just didn't feel like I belonged at the table because I was never invited to the table. And then when I started getting invited, I'm like, is this guy? Uh, uh, uh." Like I had several opportunities and I'm like, no, I'm good. Thank you. Mm -mm." Or as I said before, I'm the man by the pool. You know, I'm laying there. The pool is stirred up, but I won't get in. Because that's, I can use that. I'm sorry, I can't do it today because um I don't have no voice. God told me he was changing my voice. Mm-hmm. So now you don't you don't like you didn't like the one you had anyways. Mm. So what difference does it make what you sound Say like? Say that. Right. Mm-hmm. Coco, you checked your inbox. Uh-huh. Okay, what you got? Okay, I got one from a person saying I was trying to see your thing, but I can't see it. Why? Because I'm not on Facebook. Then, um, 
Then I got a person that sent me a message said, can you, can I FaceTime you? So that'll have to be after this is over. And then that's it. All right. Well, we're about to end it then. Amen. But I know the Lord didn't speak for nothing. And I know I didn't feel the pain that I felt for nothing. <laughs> so I thank you, Coach Fee, yeah. for the word. I thank you for allowing him to use you because it was needed. Thank you for your obedience in the word, man. Yeah. Well, thank you all for having me. I appreciate it. Every opportunity. Yeah. I appreciate you so much. And I'm I'm glad with what God is doing for you. Amen. I can't I can't wait until you say that you about to have grand openings and mm. all of these new things that you got going on. Prayerfully the Lord will the Lord will make it so that when you have a grand opening, we can be there in person with yes. you. Man, yes. And, yes. You know, that type of thing. Cause we would love to be able to be in the house to celebrate with you on your on your day. Amen. So, you know, we, we, we bless the Lord for what he's getting ready to give you in you. Miss like, Loretta said, Thank you, coach. Yes. Thank you, sis. Thank you for being on today, sis. And you just keep doing what you do, no matter how strange it may seem. You keep going, no no matter what. Because we already know that what might seem strange to us. You know, it's the Bible says he take the foolish days to confound the one. That's right. Right. And so we already know that he'll do some strange things. Um and get his point across. Amen. Yes, he will. Um, and, 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 we, and I got to get used to that though. Cause I'm like, when he's telling me to say, say something to people, I'm like, you, I'm in, in my mind. Like, you really want me to say that? I don't want to say that. And then I've said it and they'll be start crying. I'm like, oh yeah, you got it. You got to do it. I was just telling somebody the other night on the show that, you know, Quint has been with me multiple times where the Lord told me to stop praying to people. And say what he said. And they just stopped. You, I'm so glad you was obedient. Mm -hmm. And it, it paid to be obedient. I mean, it might seem great, but it paid to be obedient. Because you, you never know what another person is, is in need of. Amen. And he, he used you to meet that need. Right? And so, you know, he's putting you in that position. But he's not only putting you in the position to meet spiritual needs, but he also put you in a, in a position to meet financial needs. Too. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. I received that. So, mm -hmm. um, and the thing of it is, is he's doing it because he know that he can trust you with it. Amen. There was one point in time where you questioned it because you're like, Lord, I'm not, I'm not good. And now he can trust you with it. Yeah. So what you asked him for financially, mm -hmm. That you can so that you can bless other people. Amen. I'm gonna text you when it comes through. I, I'm believing. I believe it. I have confidence. I am steadfast like Abraham, baby. I yes. Wait for it because it's coming. It's coming. He didn't. He didn't give you everything that he's allowing you to be a part of for nothing. Because now. In order for you mm -hmm. to make all your businesses work, you got to have a financial back in the pull it. That's right. You know what I'm saying? To do the stuff that you're trying to do. 
And in order to do that, you literally have to live a life of overflow. Yes, absolutely. And so that's what's getting ready to happen. You know what I'm saying? He he said that he came that we might have life and have it to the full. That's right. And he ain't talking about just your pocket. You know what I'm saying? He he's about to really allow you to live a life of overflow in all aspects of your life. Hallelujah. And there ain't nothing that you're not gonna see that he promised that won't that you won't see while you in the land of the living. Wow. That's everything he everything that he said, you're gonna see why you in the land of the living. Amen. Hallelujah. And you won't have to worry that when it is your time, your legacy is set. Hallelujah. You know what I'm saying? And and you're gonna be able to help other people build and start their legacies as well. Because Amen. That's, that's something that you told him you wanted to do. Absolutely. So, yes. You know, he has heard your prayer and and it's about time that you open up your little prayer book that you have where you wrote them down and start checking some stuff off hallelujah you know what i mean because that's what he get ready to do he about to okay it's time to check it out because we about to get this done and, and that's what that's where you are about to be and i'm i'm excited for you i'm excited too because it's not like you say it's more for me like when i did that first picture my kids are my, well are my first ministry and my legacy but there is so many people around me that i want to impact the entire community around me i want to leave something right like sisters invoking success is not about me i could have did an llc i did a nonprofit purposely because i want that to be left to the community that i'm in amen Amen. Well, it's coming. Hallelujah. It's coming. Y'all do this every time. Y'all do. He, he he really is about to connect you to the right person. Amen. And that person is going to connect you to another person. It's going to be like a spiral effect. Every connection is going to see it in you. Amen. And that's that's what's coming. Amen. It, it, it only take one to see the right amount. Just one. Just one. And that that connection is coming. Amen. And so that's all it's gonna take is the right one for you to get in front of. So you gotta stay ready. Amen. Because when it's time to pitch, you gotta be ready to pitch. Amen. You know what I mean? Make sure you always carry your portfolio. Mm -hmm. You don't don't leave home without it. Because you never know who you're going to run into that day. Amen. And you got to be ready to open it and say, okay, it's funny that you come to me. Let me show you something. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And just be ready. Keep your portfolio with you at all times. Even if you got it in digital form, you just hand him the tablet and tell him to swipe left and right. That's and keep, good. Your, keep your stuff with you at all times so that when it's time for you to pitch, you got it. And they can say, okay, well, you know what? I like that idea. I will invest blah, 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 into you. And how, I mean, you just be sitting back blown away because you like in your mind, I didn't know I was going to run into you today. Mm -hmm. But that's what he's about to do. It's about to be so random. Just prepare yourself. Amen. Yes, ma'am. Yes, okay. man. I'm, I'm waiting for the praise report. I'm waiting for the praise report because I know they can. 
Um, and listen, I'm gonna be on Facebook Live like crazy, like God did it, God did it again, God did it again, God did it again. <laughs> that's all we can do when he do it again. I know but that's what right. one thing about it, and two things for certain, we cannot take the credit. Take the credit. And so always make sure that you remain humble and you give him his due diligence. You continue to do that, he got you covered. Amen. He got you covered. So he got that you ain't got to worry about. Amen. Go ahead and get a benediction, moment of God, because we better go. Yes, we get ready to go. Who giving it me? Yes. Father, we thank you for this word that has gone forth. We thank you for Coco. We thank you for Quint. We thank you for Trailblazers Radio. Father, we pray increase even into their lives, God. Everything that they're doing, oh God, is doing is for a seed that they are planting or watering, Father, and we decree that you will give the increase. Increase even now, Father, in their personal lives, Father, meet every need that they have, oh God. You said that our gifts will make room for us and take us before great men. Father, even now, I decree TV shows, radio, major radio shows, and and access and visibility in Jesus' name. Give them favor, oh God. Let their names be spoken well of in many rooms, Father. And in Jesus' name, I just pray that everyone that comes on this show, oh God, will be a blessing to them and to the people of God. God, that we will do the kingdom work that you have called us to, God. That we will get prepared, that we will be willing to go through the labor, and God, that we will birth that thing that you have called to come forth in us, Father, with fear and trembling, maybe, but yet we will walk, God, boldly, because we know that you have begun the work. We know that before we were even formed, preparation had already began for such a time as this. And so now, God, I call from the north, south, east, and west. All of those, God, who are hidden, all of those, God, who are not following their passions or doing what you have called them to do, God, who hear your voice, God, but are aborting their assignments, God, I call them forth right now in the name of Jesus, that they will begin to walk boldly, oh God, that there will be no fear, oh God, that there will be grace and mercy for follow them, God, all the days as they go forth, God, that you will sit them in the rooms that they thought they didn't belong in, God. That they will create rooms for others. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys for watching us tonight. Miss Loretta, it was a pleasure having yeah. you in the comment section. For all of you guys, we will have somebody up here again on Monday night. We are going to have Miss Janessa Jordan, one of my friends from Jacksonville. She will be delivering the word on Monday night. So you guys, I am so, 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 no, wait a minute, wrong. Monday is 10th, right? So that will be Miss Nicole George. Then on the 13th, we got Janessa Jordan. So you guys just wait, flyers are coming out. I don't know what they, they topics are yet. Some of them I do, but I'm telling y'all, y'all just bear with us. Cause I promise you, you don't want to miss not one night. So far it has been wonderful. I thank God for every soul that he has touched and for the ones that he will continue to touch even thereafter. So, again, you guys, I'm going to let Coach Fee tell y'all where to find her before she go. And please make sure you follow her. Look hey, Mother. Her, all that good stuff. Hey, Mama. And make sure you get you look up and follow her, please. She got a thousand pages, so I don't know if she's going to take about all of them tonight. Now, <laughs> <laughs> 
gotta find her. You okay. already know I got a thousand pages. And this is the funny thing. The enemy is y'all know technology is a challenge for me. And the enemy is truly attacking my technology. I went to my calendar and it was working all good. I went and it won't open up. And while you were talking earlier, I said before, let me look and see if my link tree working is not working. But you can always find me on Facebook under Sisters in Vocal Success at all platforms, Sisters in Vocal Success or Felicia R. Coleman or Coach Fee. I'm everywhere. And I do have a thousand pages. <laughs> follow Sisters in Vocal Success or, or Felicia R. Coleman, Felicia Donald Coleman. You can find me. That's right. it. Yeah, if you stay tuned on my page, first stuff is there. So just make sure you guys are always looking. Hit the little notification thingy so y'all will get it. And that way you won't miss anything. Also, make sure you go follow Trailblazers Radio. Make sure you follow my personal page. Make sure you follow the Curvy Royal Entertainment and Travel. Because the shows are also up there. And I'm about to start posting some vacation packages for y'all wonderful people. That's been asking for them. Make sure you also go and follow Quint Jones, My Life Has Destiny. Follow us on TikTok because it's the same thing there and all of that good stuff. So y'all and our YouTube pages. So just make sure you go follow, like, and share everywhere. Right. And that way y'all won't miss it, especially on YouTube. You hit the little bell, subscribe, and you won't never miss it. All right. But we appreciate y'all. We'll see y'all next week. Okay. My mama said, Can you inbox your address again, please? Okay. She said, Yes, mama, if you see her shaking her head. Okay. <laughs> um, and so, in case you didn't see her shaking her head, I'll just type you yes in, the, in a minute. Okay. So, but I love y'all. Love y'all to life, love you to live, live every day on purpose. Make it count. See y'all next week.